Welcome back to Inspiring Competence, the flavored seltzer of podcasts. How's everybody doing? Oh, we're so much better than flavored seltzer. Yeah, flavored seltzer kind of sucks. It seems it's like the... a dig at us. Yeah. You're part of us. I mean... It's are better you, than just know. seltzer. I don't know if you guys are new to these intros, but they're usually not very flattering. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> flavored seltzer is like... It smells super good, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so lemony and limey, and then you taste it, and you're like, it's gone. What's with the fizziness of seltzer? Who does that appeal to? I mean, it, it's got good, like, like benefits for, like, digestion and stuff, Huh? I guess, I've been told. <laughs> seltzer is for people who want a drink that was made in the general vicinity of a fruit. Yeah. That's us. As a podcast. It, you know who drinks seltzer? People that drink Smirnoff ice. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> do they hide them in the, like, around the house? <laughs> like, be that would be Smirnoff worse ice? than getting a Smirnoff, in my opinion. Imagine <laughs> trying to chug seltzer. a seltzer. That's yeah, going to hurt. Drink it now. You know what's a really good flavored carbonated water? Sparkling ice. Yeah, they're pretty good. It's got five calories, so it's not just water, I guess. But <laughs> What's it supposed to taste like? Ice? Well, it's all sorts of flavors. Like I'm drinking one right now that's fruit punch. There's oh, another gotcha. one that's like uh it's like vanilla and pineapple, which I would have never thought to combine those two flavors, but it's like one of my favorites. Mm. I think vanilla works with a lot of things. It's pretty unfair. I guess let's start doing Tyrant's Grasp. So let's see. Last week we met Joe's new character, which is his old character minus his, nope, old just his old character. <laughs> I'm just a dude playing a dude. Playing another dude. <laughs> That's more accurate than I think any other uh, character concept. Yeah. Uh, more accurate for you than any other character concept. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Thelias is back, but he is occupying the body of Randolph, who uh, was slain a couple weeks prior. So yeah, you guys, you guys got, you got Thelias, you regrouped, you teleported back down to uh, K1, which is the third level down, uh, at least starting from that opening in the crater. Uh, you could be like five or six levels down for all you know. Also, there seems to be some confusion, so I just want to uh, set the record straight. So the entity of Gallowspire is formerly the tower that has been blown up plus the expansive complex beneath the tower that you guys are currently in. So yeah, uh, we are in Gallowspire. K1. Big old theater room, which I think is like our fourth session in a row now being in this room. Yeah, this room sucks. Can we leave? Yeah, yeah. bad room. Yep, but we're not done yet because uh, you guys have learned about a just yet another uh, terrible uh, environmental hazard uh, native to Gallowspire, which is uh, any creature that dies in Gallowspire uh, comes back as an undead the next day. And mm -hmm. you have just uh, found the ghost of Randolph, who uh, didn't take too kindly to... Uh, seeing another Randolph hanging out with his former friends. So you guys are uh, about to help yourselves a little uh, little combat. So everybody roll initiative. Mm, it has boy. to be a combat? I mean, like, 
What about a friendship circle? Ha- yeah, yeah. Like having a ghost Randolph around. How is that any different than having an ectoplasmic Elias? Like, yeah. Oh, there's room in this group already yeah. established for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Phantom Thalias wanted to be there, though. I don't think Ghost Randolph wants to be there. He's mad about the body snatching. <laughs> I could see where that would agitate him a little bit. Yeah, Thalias <laughs> does kind of sound a little bit more like a dick now if he, like, they were wrestling over who got to come back in the body. Well, <laughs> they have a complicated relationship. That's true. He wasn't the nicest to Thalias. Yeah, they were buddy buddy. It's to you, but it's you to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like brothers, man. You know how they fight, but they love each other? But then they fight, but also they love each other? Yeah, yeah. It did become much more brotherly as time went on. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. I've got two fucking NPCs to roll initiative for. Well, then kill one of them. <laughs> I'm trying, but you keep healing well, her. Can we be more specific about that, though? Don't kill Keisha Keisha. Oh, wow. Okay. I've com- never. I've, it's all I coming against, out. I got nothing against Elksy, but I've never hid my love for Keisha Keish. Got it. He's number two on my best friend list. Come on. <laughs> kind of surprised that Who's we have yet three? to hear this. Uh, hear this. I don't think list. I've gone past one and two, but we do know our <laughs> genus is on the list. He's in the honorable mentions beneath <laughs> second place. No, 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 no. He's got a number. He's on the list. I just haven't. I mean, unless he's number out. one, it doesn't sound like he does. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Uhtred. Uh, 11. Teobleth. 15. Arginus. Uh, 13. And Thalias. 14. All right. Thalias the White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so up first is going to be Teobleth. Okay. Um, before that, I do have one quick rules question that... I meant to bring up earlier and I forgot about it till right now. Um, the ghost touch weapon ability. I know like the description of the ability itself says it only works for melee weapons and ammunition, but I know in the past we've kind of fudged the way that the rules technically work with how like enhancement bonuses and magical properties transition to ammunition fired by a bow. So, like, if I put Ghost Touch on the bow, will that apply to arrows fired from it? Or is that just something that I'm not going to be able to do? I see no reason why it shouldn't be put on a bow. I don't understand why that would be the case. If you can, if it can be put on ammunition, I see no reason why it can't be put on a ranged weapon, which would then confer that to ammunition. And we've been doing it that way, so... If, if if I were to change it, it would not be now, so. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, Teolith is going to enact his legacy weapon, and instead of doing Bane Undead, he will put Ghost Touch on it. I'm pretty sure that can only be put on melee weapons and ammunition. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Fucking <laughs> God. <laughs> I get it. Look it up. All right, uh, that's your standard action. Yes, and for you be moving. I'm gonna take. Um, no, I'm gonna stay right where I am. Okay, Randolph is going to go now. He's going to fly through the air. The joke can play his own character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, barely lost custody. <laughs> <laughs> he lost it in the divorce. <laughs> 
Uh, so Randolph flies through the air southeast and ends his movement 10 feet in the air uh, just to the northwest of the stage that everybody's on. And then he's going to emit a frightful moan. I need everybody to give me will saves. This is a fear effect. Oh, really? I'm starting this game out with back-to-back ones oh, coming fuck. off of last session? 26. <laughs> Booyah. How did this moan sound? Was it like, ooh, or was it like, ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just kind of flew into place and just went, ah! That is a 16. Okay. All right. Uh, not the most stellar set of will saves, guys. Um, <laughs> what? So twenty-six. Yeah, no, Thalias, you did great. Yeah, you, you, oh, thanks. You stood your ground. You're like, you're like, this is not my beautiful wife, and you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, did not uh, run away, panicked from uh, Randolph's uh, mournful shriek. But Uhtred, Arginus, and Tiablith are panicked. Oh boy! Oh god! Oh, that's a. Uh... You flee, right? You drop what you're holding and flee? A panicked creature must drop anything it holds and flee at top speed from the source of its fear, as well as any other dangers it encounters along a random path. It can't take any other actions. In addition, the creature takes a minus two penalty on all saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. If cornered, a panicked creature cowers and does not attack, typically using the total defense action in combat. A panicked creature can use special abilities, including spells, to flee. Indeed, the creature must use such means. Indeed, Indeed. the creature must use such means if they are the only way to escape. Uh, So, yeah, everyone's real fucking scared of Randolph, uh, except uh, Thalias, Kishikish, and Elksy have made their saves. And Thalias, it is your turn. Isn't that cute that everyone's afraid except for Thalias? I think that's poetic. I like it's it. It's his mess. <laughs> now, <laughs> all right. Yeah, a little bit, sure. Is there any way that I can talk him down from this? I don't think so. I do want to remind you that you took a pretty pretty sweet uh, spell called... Uh, Blast Demons. No. <laughs> uh, placebo Effect. Ah. Placebo we know all effect. about that spell. Yep. And three of your friends are currently panicked. Yeah, well, it's sort of on them. <laughs> okay. Um, no, yeah, that'd be good. I kind of want to fight him mano y mano, you know, like a final showdown mm-hmm. with a final countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of don't want him to kill me, so <laughs> let's uh, let's try that placebo effect. I cast it. Okay. Uh, which of your allies are you casting it on? Someone has, big and tough to shield me. Yeah. It has a range of touch. So from where you're currently standing, mm-hmm. uh, you can reach Utrid or Arginus without first spending a move action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have mm-hmm. to you'd have to move in order to reach Tiablith. Okay. I'll get Utrid. Alright. So Utrid for the next thirteen minutes, uh, you are not panicked, but after thirteen minutes your panic condition will return and the uh, full duration will need to play out, which is oh, seven rounds. Oh, God. Wow. So, Thalias, uh, do anything with your move action? Um, yes. I will 
take a five foot step this way to open up the uh, line of sight into other people. <laughs> so I'm not directly in the front. They also could be a target. <laughs> Reveal the other targets that you were shielding. Yeah. I'm so like, glad our champion like is a just matador. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. This isn't the yeah, Goliath like that Uchard did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So up next is Arginus. Uh, you're panicked. Anything you're held. I don't know if it was anything at all, but it's now dropped, and you need to flee in a random direction away from the subject of your fear. Now, there is a hallway uh, in the northeast corner of this circle, but that is like, yeah, that is directly, like, Randolph, the subject of your fear is directly between you and that hallway. So, um, I guess... Well, that was convenient. So, uh, what I was thinking is that I would start this off by turning incorporeal. Okay. And uh, turning ectoplasmic. Uh, sorry, uh, ectoplasmic. Um, so yeah, when with that, that does open another avenue of escape. You can then go up to the floor above you. Right, because there is a hole above me. Um, yes. Well, so the question would be, I'm gonna leave it to the dice here because I don't want to. Because part of me also feels like. A correct distance would be sideways. Maybe our genus isn't thinking about uh, going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking highs, you go up the hole. Lows, you retreat like southwest. Sure. But I, th- I think at most that would save you like maybe a round or two because the absolute farthest that you can go is to the, you know the, the far southwest wall of this room. Yep. And then your your only way to go from there would be up towards the hole. But sure. Go ahead and. Do you want me to roll or you want to roll? I'll roll it. So that sounds like highs. All right. Um, so our so genus turns into a an ectoplasm, ectoplasmic cloud and begins flying upwards. What's the speed that that lets you go? I think it's 30 feet. I remember it not being all that much. Yeah, it's not like a full fly. Yeah, I think that is faster than the gaseous form spell that it's uh, copying. Uh... So with a move action, although you're going straight up, so that's half speed. So you can get 15 feet straight up with a move action. So you're still in the room, but you're only like five feet from the ceiling. Sure. And I'm pretty sure this little blob is like the buildup of like cal- like calcium-filled water that's been dripping through that hole. So I think that's where the hole is. <clears throat> All right. Up next is Uchard. For like a split second, you were ready to fucking book it, but now you feel brave again. Alright. I am going to... Did we get any knowledges against the ghost? Is it a ghost? No. It is, is it a ghost. Undead? Everyone give me knowledge religion checks. 25. 28. I'm the knowledge guy now. 21. Alright. So yeah, the, you each identify that Randolph has indeed become a ghost. Uh, and you can each ask two questions about the do- the ghost template. I would like to know any energy resistances or defenses. <clears throat> uh, you know that ghosts do not gain any inherent uh, resistances to energy or anything like that. But they, but you do know that they are incorporeal, so half damage on magic attacks and spells, no damage on non-magical attacks. I would like one cool offensive ability. Okay. Um, 
Well, do you want to... I feel like it'd be a kind of a waste if I told you about the thing it just did. Uh, yeah, I don't need to know about its moan. All right. Uh, well, then I'll tell you that. Uh, so there's kind of like a whole uh, slew of special attacks that ghosts can gain. Uh, and depending on, like the circumstances of the ghost's death or the kind of person they were in life or just some other thematic reason uh there there's only like a certain number of special attacks that they'll get and it's usually kind of tailored to the kind of ghost that you're dealing with in the moment uh but you know that all ghosts uh gain the corrupting touch special attack it's an incorporeal touch attack and it deals a number of d6s equal to the ghost's challenge rating. Hmm. And it manifests in the form of uh, physical wounds and aches from supernatural aging. All right, who's next? Um, jeez. Do I get to guess his HP? Is that one of the things? <laughs> no. Ugh. Um, I want to know how bulky this ghost is. I mean... I'll let you play the HP game if you want to. Hell yeah, brother. A uh, hundred. Higher. Um, I'd like to know... Well, first off, how... I don't know. It, this can be a question or not. Up to you, I guess. But how much of his adventuring profile is still there? You know that class levels are fully retained as a ghost. So if Randolph died as a... 13th level spiritualist he should be a 13th a a 13th level spiritualist ghost now which should include having a phantom but Thalias is in Randolph's body but he's a ghost so could there still be something there you're not really sure yo he better not have found someone else that quick (laughs) (laughs) that's some bullshit (laughs) hasn't even been 24 hours seriously (laughs) And found a younger, sexier paladin. Jeez. All a right. more shovely paladin. <laughs> oh, guys, you're breaking my heart. Come on. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, dealer's choice. Give me one more one more thing about a ghost. Uh, gladly. Um, I'm going to tell you about its corrupting gaze, which is another special attack that uh, isn't uh, inherent in every ghost, but Randolph has it, and I actually... Uh, should have had Thalias and Tiableth and Arginus. Basically, everybody who's gone so far. Uh, I'm going to need everybody to roll against that. Um, you know that uh, Randolph, as a ghost, has a gaze attack with a range of 30 feet that causes 2d10 damage and 1d4 charisma damage. A fortitude save negates the charisma damage, but not the physical damage. Uh, so basically, Every round you're going to need to either look Randolph, look at Randolph properly and be guaranteed to have the gaze affect you or just look at part of him and have a 50% chance to be affected by the gaze, but also Randolph will have a 20% concealment against your attacks or close your eyes or otherwise avoid looking at him altogether, which will guarantee you are not affected by the gaze attack but he will have full concealment against you what's full concealment 50 percent it's 50 percent and also you can't target him with like direct uh target spells but if you know the square he's in you can still try to hit him with like a ranged or melee attack 
Okay, um, so, Geoblith, Tholias, Arginus, and Uhtred, I'm gonna need you guys to make, uh, fortitude saves, please, versus the corrupting gaze. Well, we have the choice to not look at him at all, right? Uh, you do, but I, uh, I also probably would have had you, you should have known that from the start of combat, so. Well, but we didn't. <laughs> and even if it happened at the start of combat, wouldn't we still have the option to be like... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm reasoning through it in my head, where it's like, oh, you're just finding out about it now, but in actuality, it's because I forgot to have you guys roll knowledge, so you should have known about it when your turn came. So if you were, if so if you would have been like, yeah, I'm going to close my eyes, or I'm only going to partially look at them, then yeah, I'll, we'll apply those retroactively. Okay. We're good on questions, right? I think so. Uh, I have one more. I want to know how much this ghost is retained from his prior life. Didn't Matt ask that question? Uh, he said think... what abilities had he retained. I want to know. Oh, <laughs> how much he like remembers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that ghosts are, they are kind of all emotion and ego and any like memories or rationality are fractured at best. Gotcha. It's not impossible to reason with a ghost, and some ghosts, depending on like the uh, like the veracity of like the unfinished business that created them, they can even be like allied with to like meet a common goal. Well, what uh, the hell? But that's clearly not what's happening here. Okay. Well, that's good. Good to know, I guess. You also know that uh, typically a ghost will regenerate after being destroyed. You also know that uh, typically most ghosts will uh, regenerate after being destroyed 2d4 days after being destroyed. Um, but unless we there is it there each ghost has a very specific method to like permanently put them to rest. Mhm. Just Randall's method... burying his body. Well, that never works <laughs> <laughs> with any of the characters I play. Um yeah, it's it's usually you know ta tailored to that specific ghost, and it usually requires like research uh, or you know other in-game methods of gathering information to figure out what it takes for any specific ghost to be put to rest. I got some ideas. All right, so where are we at with those fortitude saves? Uh, Utru will be shutting his eyes. Okay. Um, Elias, Argemus, and Teoblith. Yeah, Teoblith would have been arrogant about it. Yeah, he would have. Uh, but that's 26. Does it matter for Teoblith? Isn't he running away from it? So he well, would be looking at it anyways? Yeah, but he hasn't gone yet, so he's still like... Alright, so the <laughs> saving throw is to ignore the charisma damage, but you are still going to take 14 points of damage from the gaze. And well, that was the fortitude save. The fortitude save is to avoid the charisma damage. Oh, did I pass with a 15? I feel like that's not enough. Uh, that is not enough. So, so you take 14 charisma damage? No, 14 hit point damage. Teoblith, you take 2d10 yeah. hit point damage and 1d4 charisma damage. Fortitude save negates the charisma damage. How many was the d4? I haven't rolled for you yet. I just rolled hit points. You take eight wow. points of. You take eight hit points of damage and two charisma damage. Okay, not thrilled about it, but... And Arginus. 
I don't know if I would be looking at him at this point. Uh, like, uh, being already in the position that I am, like, it's kind of hard for me to say one way or the other, but uh, I'd probably well, say... This would have... This would have triggered at the beginning of your turn. So before you turn into ectoplasm. Uh, okay. So then but he was already afraid. So like, I feel like shutting your eyes and running away is a valid option or turning right. away. Right. Which mm-hmm. is kind of the portion. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be uh, looking down, but yeah, I'm going to be looking away from him. I'm not going to be looking at him. I'm terrified. Okay. So total, total look away. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that brings us back to uh, unpausing, and it's Uhtred's turn. Okay. Uhtred is going to cast long arms on himself. Okay. And then he's going to move up 10 feet and make a single attack on um, Randolph, the ghost. He's also going to use... Blind Fight allows you to move with your eyes closed with no penalty. All right. He's also going to use an Arcana Point to put Keen on his Scimitar and do uh, Flaming. Okay. Um, All right. Do you still get an attack? Because you cast a spell and then moved. I get it at a minus two penalty. I thought that was only um, like as a full attack action, combining a spell with attacks. Can you can you c- cast a spell, move, and then attack? If the spell, like we've been ruling it that he can do that, if the spell is like a touch spell that he's attack. delivering through his scimitar. Okay. So if you cast like um, shocking grasp and then moved okay. up to him. Yeah. Right. So this isn't quite that. Right. Because long arms is like a transmutation effect. Yep. Uh, All right, so that's the end of Uhtred's turn. Whoa, hold on. Oh. Uh, I might not cast that now. Yeah, I thought I was going to be able to make an attack, so I'm still going to move forward, but instead of long arms, I'm going to cast Displacement on myself still. Okay. Uh, right. I'm good now. Okay. Uh, up next is Elksy. Elksy's going to look... Uh, like at Randolph's feet, so she has a 50% chance to avoid the gaze. Uh, so I'm gonna say highs, she avoids it. 76. And then Elksy's going to move north, down the stairs, onto the main floor off of the stage, and then east. Uh, Randolph is out of reach of Elksy, but she's going to hold. Uh, use your standard action to hold, uh, and if Randolph gets within range, she's going to attack him. And it's Keisha Keisha's turn. He is not going to be afraid of the gaze attack, and he's going to move southeast towards the uh, eastern end of the stage, so he's got a, a better shot at Randolph, and he's going to cast Searing Light. Uh, first, he's got to make that fortitude save. Uh, 21. He got it. Kishkish takes seven points of damage. And now he's got to make a ranged touch attack. It's 25 versus Randolph's touch AC, which hits. So Randolph, unfortunately, is going to take half damage. So he takes 13 from that searing light. Okay. And we are back to Teobleth. You are panicked. Yep. So Teobleth drops his bow. Is that one of your implements? 
Uh, yes, it is. Which one is it? Uh, the weapon would be the transmutation implement. Okay. So you can't cast transmutation spells or like what, what do you lose when you drop your an implement? Um, I think I can still do the spells. I believe it's the um, the focus abilities that I can't do. Oh, whenever you whenever a cultist casts a spell, he must have the corresponding implement in his possession and present it. This act is part of casting the spell and doesn't require additional action. Okay, so I can't cast transmutation spells without it, but I can use my transmutation focus abilities. Okay, and you keep like your resonant power and all that. Yes. So, he drops the bow. Can't cast transmutation spells. So, yeah, Teolith uh, activates his his mind over gravity and just starts shooting up that hole, flying straight up. Um, right, and that gives you a 60-foot move speed? Yes, so he flies 30 feet straight up. All right. Always knew that elf was more scared than he let on. Says <laughs> the guy who should be scared, too. <laughs> But I'm not right now, so... Teoblith is making his way back to the second floor that you guys explored that has that big black pyramid. But yeah, that brings us to Ghost Randolph. Oh, um, were you still looking at Randolph during your turn? Teoblith? No, he would have turned turned and fled. Okay. All right, it is Randolph's turn. Uh... He's going to ignore the elk that's down there, and instead he's going to go after Uhtred by taking a five-foot step equivalent. Really? He's going to go after Uhtred, not the guy that stole his body. <coughs> All, right. All right, I'll U- take it. I'll take it. Yeah, he's going to go after who he thought was one of his best friends and is now cavorting with this other dude that stole his body. Yeah, his, uh, his actual best friend who stole his body. Yeah, he's next. Not that I'm expecting this to hit, because Uhtred doesn't take any penalties to his AC while having his eyes closed, correct? Correct, because he's got the blind fight feet. Yep. All right, so that's a 29 to hit. Miss. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's Randolph's turn. Thelias. Um, yeah. Uh, I... Are you looking at Randolph? Oh, of course I'm looking at Randolph. Right, I can't take my eyes off of him. Give me a fort save. Uh, Oh, yeah. 19. All right. You avoid the charisma damage. Whew. You take 15 points of hit point damage. Okay, that's not great. All right. And so what's it going to take to grapple this man? You cannot grapple a ghost. Not even with my cool ghost fighting powers? What ghost fighting powers? I don't know. I'm like a I'm a medium <laughs> reanimated <laughs> ghost man. Yeah, but you're... You're trapped in this meat suit that is bound by uh, its corporeal form. You can't grapple a ghost. All right. Well, I'm going to cast Spiritual Ally. All right. And I'm going to have a Spiritual Ally show up behind (laughs) Randolph. And uh, we're going to fight Randolph together. And the Spiritual Ally... (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be in the form of Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes. So yeah, not to make anything confusing, but 
Elias needs Randolph in his life and the spiritual ally, it just seems fitting for him to be the spiritual ally. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we're going <laughs> to... So Thalias in Randolph's body is going to fight Randolph as a ghost with spiritual ally Randolph. Yeah. And they're flanking, so bonuses. Of course. Um, I don't get to attack this turn because that was a full round action, and I totally cast it defensively if anyone was wondering. Yep. And uh, your spiritual ally gets an attack, though. Yes. 23. Plus flank. Yeah, that'll, that'll hit. Hell yeah. Uh, so I think it's 1d10 plus 3 at this level. Sounds good. 11 damage. All right. And it's uh, it's force damage, so Randolph takes all of that. Uh, it's That'll teach Randolph one... to bring a Randolph to a Randolph fight. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 1d10 plus 1 point of damage per 3 caster levels. So it's actually plus 4. 12 damage, baby. All right. Joe, you, you remember playing Randolph, right? Uh, vaguely. Well, you remember that Thalias, the Phantom, got that special mm. I come out immediately when Randolph is threatened ability? Ooh, he doesn't still have... You didn't say he still had that one. You said he had a bunch of them. I said he's but a 13th level spiritualist. Oh, that sucks. I don't like that. So, upon being attacked for the first time in this combat... Uh, the ghost Randolph kind of like spasms and this other incorporeal shape just kind of like bursts out of Randolph but it is uh, where Randolph is incorporeal uh, this figure is made of ectoplasm and now there's four Randolphs Wait, what? I mean, that's just a bit absurd, Alex, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, three, sure, but four? That's crazy. That's too much. So basically, Thalias was Randolph's phantom, but in the absence of that, Ghost Randolph's fan- uh, phantom is just kind of this twisted, mal- maligned extension of himself. <laughs> that's awesome. What a mess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Arginus, you're up, and uh, now you're even farther up. Yep. All right, so you take a full round to go up the hole. So that's uh, it's 30 feet as a full round action. You're already 15 feet up. Um, so you have passed, like, Teobleth kind of is all, like, like wet and sticky from the ectoplasmic cloud that just kind of like phased through him on the way up uh, this hole. And our genus, you end your turn back in this uh, like emptied out pool that you guys first dropped down into from the topmost level of Gallowspire. You're working your way back up. This is where you fought those four bone golems. That is the end of your turn, Uhtred. Okay. I am going to attack the ghost directly in front of me, and I'm also defensively going to cast Shocking Grasp, and I can't fail it on a natural one, so I just do it. Alright. And then I'm going to take a full round attack as part of casting that on the ghost 
That's a 27 to hit on the first attack. 27 will hit. Okay. So that's going to be 11 slashing damage plus a d6 of fire damage. That's 4 fire damage and then the only 14 lightning damage. Okay. And then the second attack was a natural 1. Yeah, so, so that'd be a 12. Yeah, uh, I'm going to re-roll that with a hero point. Okay. 27. All right, yeah, that does not fumble. Hey, that's a 30 on a crit threat. That'll threat. And then a 29 to confirm. A 29 confirms, but is this... This is with the minus three from combat expertise, right? Yes. All right. That all checks out to me. That confirms. Hot dog. From a crit fumble confirmed to... No, just a crit. (laughs) All right. This is a weapon strike. Double damage and normal damage to the target's weapon. That the ghost is not wielding. (laughs) Yeah. Break his scythe again as a ghost. Uh, so basically just double damage. So you just add that together. you've got that super cool Saren Ray crit feat, right? Does that... Yep. Bypasses all DR and full damage. And deals full damage. Yep. All right, so what are we looking at? Uh, let's see. That's going to be 33 slashing damage, and the flaming only gets applied once, right? So 1d6 of fire. Correct. Two fire. And the Saren Ray feat makes it a flaming burst, so you oh, add another right. D10 oh, onto yeah. that. I forgot about that. A little add-on. That was such a good feat. Yep. So it'll be a total of 11 fire damage. All right, yeah, very good turn. Uh, it's now Elxie's turn, and she's like, there's entirely too many Randolphs in here. <coughs> um, and seeing that Ghost Randolph just kind of ignored her, um... And also there's a spiritual ally, Randolph. She doesn't know who to fucking attack. Uh, she's going to... She's going to gallop southeast and just work her way clockwise around the stage that she already went down and then go back up the stairs and prepare to attack ectoplasmic Randolph. Uh, so Elsie's going to make an attack against ectoplasmic Randolph. Score... And she's just super weirded out by this situation, so I think she's going to stick with combat expertise. There's going to be a 27 to hit against Ectoplasmic Randolph. It's not going to hit. Oh, she's not hitting Ghost Randolph. She's hitting the, the Phantom. Yeah, well, that's the only one that she can reach right now. And now it's Keisha Keisha's turn, and he's like, well, everyone just... Stop getting in my way, damn it! And he's gonna like stomp down the stairs to the east where Elsie just came up, so he's got a clear, uh, a clear hit on Randolph again, and fire another searing light spell at Randolph. At who? At the <laughs> at Ghost <laughs> yeah. Randolph. I'm sorry, yeah, I wasn't being specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, that's gonna hit. Twenty-three halved to eleven. And, hold on a second, let's see, Elksie would have been partially looking at Randolph, so let's do another 50% for that. 65, she's okay. Keisha Keish, uh, again, did not look away, so it's kind of make a fortitude save. He makes it, and takes 14 points of damage from the gaze, and we're back to Teobleth. 
Okay. Well, I got, what, 120 feet of move speed, so Dealith flies off to the through the southern door of this room and then banks it to the east and starts flying down this long hallway. And this is the hallway that uh, wraps around, like, the southern end of this floor. Uh, so, like, halfway up this hallway, you can take a left and get to the pyramid room, or you can go all the way down the hallway, and then that leads to the the room that Uhtred dropped that ice wall in that's, that had that table with the thunder and lightning rod. All right, that brings us back to Randolph. And if you thought there was too many Randolphs already, uh, Randolph's going to kind of, like, box takes a five-foot step back away from Uhtred, who just dealt a shit ton of damage, and he's like, Ah! No! Get away from me! And he casts Spiritual Ally. <laughs> and now there's five Randolphs. Oh my god. This is the worst fight ever. <laughs> you know that whole, uh, I think it was a Scrubs episode where they're like, Doctor! 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 Doctor Rand- Randolph! 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 Randolph. <laughs> I like to think that even, like, <laughs> Thelias' spiritual ally Randolph is getting on that. Yeah, Randolph, <laughs> Randolph. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so spiritual ally Randolph is going to... Uh, Randolph's spiritual ally Randolph is going to then attack Thelias. This <laughs> is the most fight ever. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> Good luck to a listener trying to Dude. follow this episode. <laughs> Uh, natural two is going to be a big old whiff. And so that brings us to Thelias. All right. Since I'm being flanked now, which I don't love, I'm going to take a five foot step back. And um, I've been taking a bunch of hits and I'm getting a lot of heat. So I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. Defensive. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, defensively. I don't think Just the so spiritual there's... ally can take attacks of opportunity. Well, good. Better not be able to. It's uh, 1d4 plus 4? I believe so. All right, so there's five more Randolphs. <laughs> and you still have your spiritual ally, which and he, spiritual ally, flank partner with. Yes, spiritual ally will five-foot step and attack. I believe it's a move action to direct your spiritual ally to move, but you well, just took a five-foot step, so you can do that. Oh, okay. Uh, 16? Nope. 18. 18 will not hit. Okay. I was afraid of this. That was Randolph's. That was Elias' turn. Now it's Arginus. Yeah, Arginus, you're up. Still booking it. All right. Uh, in what direction? Hold on. I, I kind of forgot to do this for Teoblith, but you are supposed to flee in a random direction. Oh, all right, so I'm going to roll a d6. Uh, one and two, you go north. Three and four, you go south. Five and six, you go up. Oh, right, because we can go up to the first level. Okay. Yep. And I'm actually going to do this to Teoblith, too, after that, because it's really not that much to change what direction he goes in. I got a four, so our genus is going to go north. Teoblith, I got a two, so don't change a goddamn thing. Haha. So our genus can move 30 feet, or 60 feet, uh facilitating a north northerly uh, retreat. Yup. So uh, our genius is going to move out up north towards the doorway. Alright. Uhtred. Alright. Uhtred's going to 
cast a chill touch, five foot step, full round action. All right. Uh, I am going to have you roll acrobatics to end your turn on like the edge of the stage because that square is like half on, half off. 18. Yeah, you're fine. I'm just trying to figure out where acrobatics was. Um, Okay, so yeah, now I'm uh, taking a full round. It's the same conditions as last round. Alright. Ooh, natural 20 on the first attack with the chill touch. Uh, And the confirmation's going to be a 40. Uh, Yeah. Alright. So, uh, the slashing crit here is called Gory normal damage and the target is sickened for 1d6 rounds and fun fact undead are not immune to sickened huh That's they're immune to just about everything that might cause the sickened condition like poisons uh etc but yeah yeah but they are not immune to the sickened condition <laughs> uh well the other one is called stunned the magic crit it's normal damage and the target is stunned for one round they are immune to stunned. And it was also normal damage? Yep. Okay. Um, I think I'll take the slashing one, given the second condition then. Yeah. Uh, Since the magic one does nothing. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be 16 slashing, because I get to add an extra 6 to my damage for uh, flanking. Woohoo. Is that with flank? I thought it was just flat-footed. Or during the surprise round. I thought if you flank somebody, they're considered flat-footed for purposes of stuff like that. No, no. I mean the like the rogue sneak gets attack? sneak attack if they're flanking, but they're not treated as flat-footed uh, during a surprise round or when attacking a flat-footed opponent. You add your intelligence, so yeah, it's it's not quite as versatile as sneak attack. Oh. All right, so it's gonna be ten slashing damage, six from the flaming, and two from the flaming burst alright All right. second attack is a 20 to hit 20 will not hit okay then I have to make one more okay so 25 to hit 25 hits okay it's going to be 11 slashing damage and 6 more fire damage from the flaming nice and that's what you yeah. need 2 will saves from Randolph or he's going to run away Oh, yes, that's right. Yep. Uh, Except that second hit was just enough to destroy the ghost Randolph. And ectoplasmic Randolph and Randolph, spiritual ally Randolph, both disappear in a riot of uh, psychic energy. You're going to miss that guy. And Kishikish is going to kind of like shuffle up to be like standing directly beneath where Ghost Randolph was floating. And he's going to uh, hold out, he's going to hold out his free hand and kind of like the, some of the spiritual uh, swirling essence that's just kind of like going everywhere right now is siphoned into the palm of his hand. And then he looks over at Thalias and he shouts, Thalias, quick! Come over here! Uh, I run over there. You thought you were going to get to keep that body? Nope. <laughs> he's kind of like looking at the palm of his hand, like almost like he's like reading 
as if he was like reading a note, but there's just like this vibrating, glowing energy clutched in his uh, in his fingers, like he's holding like a stone or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's so he's like kind of looking at it, like he's analyzing something, and then he looks back at Thalas and he says, "Do do you have do you have a a, a, a broken scythe?" Well, yeah, Keisha, Keisha, you're in luck. Hand it over, hand it over. I fumble it out of my bag and hand it to him. And it's like, this entire room is just filled with like the eddies of this spiritual wind as uh, Randolph is like just kind of bouncing off all the walls and this uh, this riot of energy as he's being destroyed. And it's like, it's like this wind is rushing everywhere and you're standing underneath this swell of, of ghostly energy. Uh, handing over the scythe to Keisha Keisha and he he grabs he like grabs like one piece and then Th- Thalias has like the two other pieces that the broken scythe is comprised of and you're like you kind of like clumsily like hold all the pieces together and then he takes his grasped hand and he slaps it into the scythe and there's this blinding flash of light and all at once the spiritual winds ebb and the when the flash goes away, the scythe is again whole. Whoa! Holy crap! And flies. And uh, Keisha, Keisha standing there, just oh, okay. Well, it's not something that I'm often able to do uh, on the spot with with ghosts, but there's just uh, with with you being here and 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 the scythe being here, the things just kind of. I uh, clicked together, and I was able to do some some quick, well, uh, a, a, a psychopomp work, if you will. And uh, I think that might have done it. And I think uh, I was able to put Thalias to rest. And uh, you put Thalias to rest, huh? Put I'm so, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was able to put Randolph to rest. You did what? <laughs> uh, and. I was able to, to save a, a, a small sliver of his essence, and uh, well, he was he was rather fond of of this scythe. I, I gleaned that much from the brief contact I had with him, and I, I, I don't I don't want you thinking that you have your friend Randolph back again and uh, dwelling within this scythe or anything. Think of it as a a, a parting smooch, if you will. Uh, that he has uh, left some of his uh, I- I- uh, an, an imprint, if you will, on, in the scythe. Perfect. That's mighty fine of you, Kish Kish. <laughs> <laughs> Now it'll be Jesus double Christ. expensive. Uh, so yeah, this the scythe is fully repaired. It is again a plus two wounding scythe. And uh, anytime you kill a creature, uh, anytime you kill a living creature with the scythe, uh, whether from hit point damage or from the bleed that the wounding property bestows. Uh, as an immediate action, you can cast uh, Divine Favor on yourself, which gives you a plus three luck bonus on attack and damage rolls for one minute. But in addition wow. to that, anytime the scythe is within your reach, you gain the benefits of the quick draw feat. Uh, so you can, you can draw a weapon as a free action instead of a move action. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't and have to be the does, scythe. It can be any weapon. Right. Right, and like the scythe, and if the scythe is within your reach, you get it. So you could like, like if you're carrying the scythe two-handed, and you're like, I got a turtle up. You can drop the scythe, and it's still within reach, and then draw like a sword and shield as a free action. Sweet. All right, so that's the end of the combat. 
And I think for simplicity's sake, we can just kind of fast forward Arginus and uh, Tia Blith's remaining uh, rounds of panic, where they just kind of yakety sacks their way around the perimeter of the floor above you before coming to their senses and returning. But it's going to be a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it was. Tia Blith absolutely, absolutely would have like flown right up back to, to the library n- no through the library <laughs> and like out the arena and out the freaking open side <laughs> oh yeah okay. straight out of galaxy so when this expires teal is going to kind of shake his head and he's going to use a dimension door to get back oh, okay because um like most of his, most of his uh like fly spell would have been used up by then or no, that's a minutes per level thing, so I have plenty of fly left. But either way, he's far enough away that he's going to burn a dimension door to get back. All right. Uh, uh, how about spending the night in Gallowsfire? No, he can. He's got another one. Uh, I got uh, like two more. Oh, <laughs> uh, for some reason I thought yeah. you were a prepared caster. Nope. Nope. Uh, how about Arginus? Does he do anything besides the thing that I said? No, he uh, he floats. Uh, kind of. All right. Not like fully realizing what happened so let's see so our our genius would have spent seven rounds fleeing and then it would have been at least seven rounds to get back so like you're looking at about like a minute and a half like so like probably a full minute after combat ends uh after so a few rounds pass and then tia blith just reappears next to you probably looking like you know like a cat's being real goofy and like face slams right into the wall and then he just walks away like, yeah, I meant to do that. It's fine. Yeah. He just pops back in right where he started from and like picks up his bow like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's where I left yeah. this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our genus about a minute later uh, would reappear from above. Uh, while that's going on, Usher's going to use two pearls of power, one on a Reprepare of displacement and one on that chill touch. Alright. Yeah, our genus is, uh, you know, looking over the scene is kind of. Oh. <laughs> oh, spectacular. I, uh, uh. I'm sorry, uh, Thelias, that you had to, uh, uh. fight your companion there in, uh, in one way or another. Uh, and I also apologize that I wasn't there to help you. Uh, <laughs> believe me, I would I would love to be there, but uh, it was, uh, I had other commitments, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, me and Randolph, it's it's not over between us. And, uh, well, now that I got him here, whoa, gang's back together whoa. as far as I'm concerned. Whoa, what do you mean you have him here? <laughs> oh, where is he? You should have seen it, Arginus. There was like six Randolphs in this room all fighting together at the same time. There was far too many Randolphs for my liking. I mean, this one is far too many for my liking, but here we are. Well, what one All right, very nice, guys. Very nice. Well, (laughs) well done, Thelias. Glad you're back into uh, uh, Phrasma 6 again. Oh, my God. I forgot about the Phrasma 6. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if anybody's uh, grown fond of this room or anything, but I would like to uh, never see this room ever again, Elsie says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to move on. 
I think we've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we've had enough of this room for several lifetimes. All right, so you guys uh, travel northeast out of the room, and you come to a three-way intersection of sorts. Uh, a raised gallery overlooks this stretch of hallway, and you're in a you're in a four uh, a four-way intersection where to your left and to your right looks like they both kind of curve around back where you came from. Like maybe it's just like a hallway completely encircling this circular stage room. Uh, and then you can go back southwest the way you came, or you can go, just go straight east. And then this uh, raised this raised gallery uh, has a set of stairs uh, a bit to the south that would then uh, double back. And it's just kind of overlooking this intersection. Splinters of wood and iron fittings litter the floor above and below. Well, was that what uh, the gallow dead was? You're not seeing anything that would suggest that. Well, I thought they come about when, like, they get strung up and then they, like, come back. And that sounds like how you would string somebody up, what you just described. Well, Tealbeth's gonna fly on up and see what's going on up there. Sure. Uh, give me a knowledge arcana check. That's a 35 arcana. All right, with a 35, Teoblith, uh you recognize these... Uh, the wood splinters and iron fittings uh, as the remnants of several, you can't really be sure how many, but several wood golems. Uh, but they have been destroyed. Uh, perhaps they were guarding watch over this intersection, uh, but something came and fucked them up. Um, Is there any way also, to tell what? Like, were they, were they like chopped up with like a slashing weapon or were they like bashed apart is there like blast marks on the wall give me a perception check 38 there's definitely a combination of blunt force trauma possibly getting hacked apart with a blade of some sort and you're also you're definitely seeing remnants of magical attacks some of the wood uh bears uh like they're like charred from what might be like electrical burns and also with your 38 um i forget do you have like constant detect magic or anything like that uh no i i have uh dark vision see invisibility echolocation all right well i guess this aura wouldn't uh jump out at you but you do see a really nice looking shovel uh leaning against the uh eastern wall (laughs) shut the fuck up <laughs> well, I got no use for a shovel, so I got, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I will grab the shovel and uh, bring it back down. In with fact, me. I break it. <laughs> Guess it wasn't that nice of a shovel. <laughs> I'll just kind of like grab the shovel and peek my head over the gallery railing. Me, uh, hey, uh, hey, dead guy, heads up! And I'll like toss the shovel down to him. I grab it and I look you, at it. And... You catch the shovel midair. Uh, and just everything feels right in the world again. <laughs> yeah, like a like an anime where he's got like yeah. his his like slow motion. He catches it shining in the air. Yeah, everyone's like, like, a, like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Like Ray catching the lightsaber in Force Awakens. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's a really nice shovel. I bet my boy Uhtred would be detecting magic though. You know he does. <laughs> uh, it is a magical shovel. Go ahead and give me spellcraft check. 
35. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this looks like uh, it's it's a shovel, but the magical aura is looking more like a magical staff. You know that this staff can be wielded as a plus two club, and uh, it has several spells stored in it. You can expend one charge to cast Expeditious Excavation. Oh, sweet. Which is like a standard action, and you just like Minecraft a five-foot cube out of uh, out of the earth. It's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> uh, two charges casts Create Pit, and five charges casts Spiked Pit. <laughs> uh, That's pretty cool. Now, and the staff holds, the staff holds ten charges, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's worth noting that I don't think any of those spells are on the medium spell list, but they're also not on the cleric spell list. But we'll figure something out. Perfect. And so you guys are just kind of putting all this information together. Not really sure what could have uh, beaten up all these wood golems, uh, but then you all hear a, uh, a noise coming from the, the northeast from that tunnel that uh, that curves uh, counterclockwise away from you, you hear like a like a gr- like a, a muffled grunt of pain. Ah! Oh, I ain't telling you <laughs> nothing. Ah! Oh, piss off, you bony bastard. Uhtred and Thalias, that voice would sound familiar to you. What? what? What do you mean it sounds familiar? Enough with this already. Enough with what? How much of my past do I have to constantly keep fighting? Eh. No, mm-hmm. Alex is just playing his greatest hits now. This is uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Yando. I'm, I'm out of oh. I'm out of original ideas. <laughs> oh I'm my just god, is it recycling really? shit? <laughs> I'm gonna deal with like flies down. And be like, oh well, that's that's new. Uh, that better not be who I think it is. That may very well be the person who's you know the guy that beat us here. We should go. Uh, well, it, it can't be him, though. I don't know who it is, but we should go introduce ourselves and, I don't know, make sure he can't beat us any further. Make sure he doesn't kill us. That's what I mean. Holding my new shovel, I, uh, I, um, I say, uh, well, whoever it is, let's, let's go bury him. All right. So you all hurry to the northwest. As you're, as you're approaching, uh, you just, it sounds like, like if it's Yando, whoever this is, it's like they're like being, they're like in pain, they're being tortured or something. And they keep just saying like, like ah fuck off, and then uh, there's a second taunting voice. If you think I haven't heard such defiance from the subjects of my torches countless times before, I'm afraid you're just not very creative. And if you think I haven't failed to break that defiance each and every time, then I'm afraid you're just stupidly optimistic. And then you just hear another, like, Uh, As we're walking up, Uhtred's going to activate his Ring of Invisibility. Alright, so you enter this long chamber. Uh, A tall ebony throne sits in the rounded north alcove of this room. That's kind of like a like a quarter crescent shape, backed by ragged red drapes. So, uh, to- I w- uh, real quick, I would like to uh, say that the moment I see uh, Uhtred go invisible, 
um, Arginus is going to use greater invisibility. All right. To the west of the throne, you see Yando strung up on some twisted metallic apparatus. Looks like he's being tortured with surges of energy sparking out from the apparatus. Yando appears as a mix of his skeletal form that you last saw him in from the waist down and his living form from the waist up. Along the south wall, opposite the ebony throne, you see ten separate, ten-foot-tall holding tanks, all filled with a clear liquid. In the three eastern tanks closest to you, you see the bodies of Vipira, Tholias, and Crix and Tawa. The next three tanks, Uhtred and Tholias, recognize Father Crow, oh and then God. Rogyar and Brillatar. What? Rogyar? Either dead or comatose, it's unclear. A strange something is in each tank, floating in front of each person's chest. It's attached to tendrils coming out of their chests, and the things pulsate, as if drawing power from their hosts' hearts. And then there are four empty holding tanks, completing the western end of the row. And finally, standing between his throne and Yando, you see a skeletal human wearing a horned helm. You all recognize him from the statues depicting him. Tarbafon. <laughs> Wait, hold up. We skipped some levels. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to you as you enter. Nyando squirms in place. Guys, you gotta get out of here. Gah! And another pulse of energy silences him. Tarbafon grins wickedly at you all. And the heroes have arrived. And just like that, the whispering tyrant and all his careful planning crumbled to dust. <laughs> but lo, for you've done all the heavy lifting for me and brought those precious obols directly to my feet. Is this real? Am I, am I, is this a, an illusion, a dreamscape? You can give me a sense motive check or... I don't know if you want to cast Detect Magic in front of the Whispering Tyrant, uh, or you can... Why would that matter? Because you want to just start casting a spell right in front of him? Yeah. Well, he's invisible. That's true. You think the Whispering Tyrant can't see you? Yeah, I also (laughs) figured that was probably true. (laughs) Um, Dealwith is going to... He's going to lift his bow and knock an arrow, and he's going to say, like... By the Master of Towers, your reign of tyranny is over, Tarbefan. He just, he grins a wickedly wide and just kind of like giddy grin at that. And his shoulders kind of like go up in this like, uh, like shrug of, of glee. Well, I dare say the time has come for you all to learn the greater role you've been playing in my plans. Have you guessed at it? Oh, I pray not. I want it to be a surprise. Brace yourselves. I'm about to say it. Nothing. And he waves a lazy hand, and the holding tanks shimmer momentarily before turning into simple stone columns. Yando shimmers and is replaced by a simple, inanimate skeleton. All of it apparently nothing but illusions the entire time. Fucking knew it. You hold no significance in any of this. You are mere accidents, an oversight in the calculus of my work. There is no destiny at play. You're not special. 
you are nothing more than toxic byproducts of my radiant fire. You didn't defy the odds. You are mere statistics. And he rises into the air, arms held aloft in a grand gesture of authority. And now I will teach you a true lesson in futility. There is no victory for you to find here. You should have remained at the proverbial rocks you awoke under, you dull worms. Everybody roll initiative next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Woo! I have concerns. I'm a proverbial worm. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.